through the future! Hey everybody and welcome to the 1224 Podcast. I'm Kate. I'm Shay. And we're here to talk to you about everything animation. Unlike last week's episode, we are going straight into the future, to 2035. Dear God. <laughs> That's so close, actually, not gonna lie. <laughs> yes, because we are going to talk about a movie that I grew up with and is very special to me and will live forever in my mind. I don't know about you, Shay. I also grew up with this movie, but this movie has traumatized me for a good chunk of my life. <laughs> Nah, I feel you, because I had those same feelings when I was a kid, but they kind of subsided, but it's okay. We'll talk about it. We are going to talk about Meet the Robinsons 2007. Ooh. So you all know Meet the Robinsons, right? Hopefully you do, because it's an underrated classic from Disney. It honestly is. Even as a kid, it's like, yo, this movie slaps, but like, this is traumatic. <laughs> I just have so many thoughts about this movie that, like, it's so good. I don't I don't know where even to start with, you know? Why don't you start with briefly explaining the movie? That's a good idea, Shay. See? You're awesome. This is why you're great. I'm um, following anyways. the format of this podcast. <laughs> True. So Meet the Robinsons is about this kid named Lewis who's an orphan, and he likes inventing. And so what he tries to do is show off his inventions to people so then hopefully he can get parents and live with a family. Um, but after one time of inventing, after so many attempts to um, get a family, he gives up after 124 families. Literally, he counted them. He, like, tallied them. And so after that... Um, he finally just has this idea of, like, hey, the science fair is coming up, and I think if I make this invention where I can meet my mom, then, like, it's it's done for. I can, I can finally see her, I can finally try to find her, and um, there's also this woman named Mildred who is the um, head of the orphanage and takes care of... Um, Lewis and also the other orphan that we know and his name is Goob they're like roommates with each other and so then um Mildred's like okay well that's not what I meant because Mildred was trying to like you know be like you know it doesn't matter because you'll find the perfect family and then Lewis is like yeah but also I think I'll find the perfect family if I find my mom. And so he makes this memory scanner for the science fair, and that's where he encounters Wilbur. Yeah, so uh, Wilbur is this annoying little 13-year-old <laughs> who kidnaps Lewis, takes him to the future. He's like, yes. you should fix this thing, because the little top hat man's going to get us. He, the little bowler hat man's going to get us. The bowler and, hat guy. Dun, dun, you know, dun. <laughs> chaos ensues when they yes. go to the future. So yeah, that's basically the movie. Future. Um, that's it. <laughs> spoilers um, from here on out, because we're just going to talk about it. 
Yeah, big major spoilers. I mean, yeah. why haven't you seen this movie? Go see the movie. This movie's over 10 years old. You had right. all the time in the world. Take a time machine back and go watch it. <laughs> exactly. Come on now. Anyways, and while they go into the future of Today Land, which is like a parody of Tomorrowland, you know, Disney and stuff like that, I guess. There's um, a lot of Disney illusions in this movie. Like, there are! <laughs> Walt Disney. I should specify, this movie is made by Disney, so of course there's a bunch of Disney stuff. Yeah. But specifically Walt Disney stuff is very prominent. Like, the whole the whole movie ends on, like, a quote from Disney, and then, like, mm-hmm. Lewis's catchphrase, like, that- or, like, the catchphrase that's said, that said throughout the movie, it's, like, a part of that quote, so it's kind of cool- but at the same time, you're like, okay, we get it. Keep moving forward. Shut up. I'm sorry for the <laughs> negative. I'm- it's okay. I I enjoy that. Um, because it it balances it, it cancels off my positivity ness. That's I guess. weird. I guess I don't know. You're you're fun. Um, <laughs> and I love you. Um, I love you too. Aww. Friendship. Friendship Amazing. at its finest. I want to talk about something. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> I want to talk about something I say while talking. That's that's why we're here. <laughs> Let's talk about like the two main characters a bit. <laughs> sure, yeah. I guess first we're going to talk about Lewis, alright? As you know, sort of from my synopsis of it, Lewis is this bright kid. Like, you know, he's kind of a whiz kid though, because like, he's super smart and... He's in college at like what twelve years old, eleven. I, I thought he was in. He was still at like normal 10. school. <laughs> He's twelve because like oh. <laughs> they made it a point in the movie when him and um Wilbur were arguing over who should be in charge. Oh, true. Because Wilbur's like I'm thirteen and you're twelve, so I'm in charge. And then I just watched. That's why I remember a lot. Um, <laughs> I watched it last night. Yeah, and then I just forgot his name. What's his name? You know, you, you know, spiky-haired you know. kid, pineapple kid. <laughs> pineapple kid? <laughs> um, oh, Lewis, Jesus Christ. Yes, um, Lu- oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lewis is like, well, I'm from the past, so I'm actually older. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, both of you guys are wow. stupid, but you're children, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, you both are children, so the, arg- the argument is invalid. <laughs> yeah, but... Bright yeah. kid, likes to invent ambiguous school age because he's like at the school science fair, like a child science fair. But yeah. then it also shows him like at a college class. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't try to think about it a lot, but I guess he he just goes back and forth. I mean, I guess you can like go to college while also going to normal school. Let's just say he takes classes at the community college. At the community Let's college. Let's just say that. <laughs> and, then, and then he just, like, he's at normal school to interact with, with his own age group. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, bright kid, but not, I don't know, not too bright to realize that, like, hey, these future people kind of look familiar. I don't know. Spoiler alert. When they meet the Robinsons. Ha ha ha. Intended. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's his family right there. I guess also Lewis 
is he could be a little whiny at times. I don't know. Yeah, but like I feel like that's expected yeah. for like a twelve year old. Yeah, for a child. Like, yeah, like I didn't mind it as much. Yeah. Also, because like they really make you feel bad for him. That's true. Like he he's always rejected by like adoptive families, mm-hmm. and then like his inventions, like I mean, his inventions work. Like they're really good. Yeah. But of course, like they're not perfect because he's still like you know a little baby. Well, not like a little baby because he's twelve. He's still like a youngin. Yeah. You know, he's still learning about the world. Yeah. Exactly. Like it didn't bother me a lot as much as my brother. Like my my brother was <laughs> legit like complaining about like how Lewis is being a whiny baby the whole time, <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. I still love Lewis no matter what. And I think I really found Lewis's, like, personality and motivation of inventing really interesting as, like, you know, inventing is kind of, like, his drive as, like, an outlet to make himself, I guess, unique in a way. Um, And then, like, in the middle of the movie, sort of still in the beginning, like, his way, uh, his drive was just to find his mother. Like, that was, like, the only reason why he wanted to continue inventing so then he can find his actual mother. But, like, even by the end of the movie, he, like, learns that, like, you know, he just... Inventing is something that, like, you should just be interested in because you want to. And um, you're doing that for the sake of, like, himself. And, yeah... I don't know. I thought it was really interesting yeah. to look at and seeing his, like, development throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I don't know. You summarized it pretty well, I guess. I think, Thank I you. guess personally, like, I just don't have, like, a lot to say about Lewis. hmm Yeah. Because, like, he's, like, you know, he's, like, a little, I wouldn't say typical. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say typical protagonist, but, like, it's still, like, he's a very like classic protect so typical protagonist typical protagonists yeah he's he's he's, like very plucky he's very like upbeat for the most part yeah like even though like he's very negative in the beginning like there's a very like set in stone reason why like he's he's like hey i'm not gonna be picked i live in an orphanage like i don't think anyone would want me to be part of their family I just don't have, like, a lot to say about Lewis that isn't really stupid, so. (laughs) You're fine. Like, I definitely see where you're going with Lewis. I mean, I'm not trying to say that Lewis is bland, but, like, I mean, he does change, but it's not really a drastic, huge change, if that makes any sense, like. Yeah, I guess also, like, probably the reason why it doesn't feel like he's quote-unquote changed either is because like with the with how the story's kind of set up i feel like he just kind of like takes things that are just thrown at him but not in like the sense where like i don't explain it like basically the person he's not always the person who's perpetuating like the actions like literally the person who's doing the actions is actually wilbur because (laughs) wilbur's the one that like shows up at the science fair etc. And I think it's also because like I don't like I I wouldn't say this is a bad choice actually. Like I think it just depends on like how the film did everything mm-hmm. too. 
Because, like, the glimpse into the future, like, the alternate, like, scary future was actually much shorter than I remembered. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I remember that going on for so long, and I hated that scene. But, like, when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is, like, really short. Yeah. And, like, everything's just kind of solved, like, really quickly. Yeah, the movie's pretty short, not gonna lie. Yeah, because, like, the main conflict is what Big Goob wants to, like, ruin like Lewis's future life but then like when you look at it like his future life's pretty chill yeah I mean here's the thing with Goob right I don't think it's his entire like future Goob I don't think it's entirely his fault of like you know being like evil and siding with Doris and stuff like that yeah of course it isn't yeah And it's, like, that's fair. I mean, like, even from the beginning, you could tell that, like, the friendship between Lewis and Goob is pretty one-sided as, like, you know, Lewis is kind of just using Goob as, like, you know, just a um, assistant for, like, his inventions and stuff like that. You know, Lewis never really thought about, like, just, like, helping him Help him- Yeah, I can't speak. (laughs) Helping him out. Helping him out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I guess the thing with Goo... Yeah. Oh, wait, this is, like, a quick observation. Like, when I was watching the film... So, of course, like, I remember, okay, Goo's, like, super tired. But then when I'm watching, I'm like, yo, this is just me and my freshman year roommate. <laughs> I am Goob. We are Goob. <laughs> my freshman... My um roommate at the time is Lewis. They would stay up and just do homework all night. Oh, my God. And it was, like, this very bright light. <laughs> Just, like, shining. And, like, it was a very narrow room. Like, a pretty small room. Yeah. That we shared. So, like, whenever I would go to bed, like, they would be just working. Oh, my God. Like, all night. And then when I wake up, it's like they're just going to bed. It was... <laughs> <laughs> that That's literally, like, a Lewis and Goob, like, mood. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, Meet the Robinsons is just an interesting movie when we talk about characters. Because I'm like, I like the characters, but nothing I feel like happens where I feel like there's a lot of discussion. Yeah, no, it's a very subtle movie and very different from a lot of, mostly just Disney movies in general. From like the, mostly from like the princesses movies and, um... The formula that they kind of use with that, I guess. I don't know. It's it's an interesting movie that I really love. Just because of yeah. how sort of unique they uh, approached it. Despite how kind of like bland-ish or like, I don't know how to explain it. Or kind of like cheesy on how they like execute like the whole lesson and concept of the movie. Like, I like the movie a lot, but it's just, like, one of those things where I'm wondering, like, I think if they tweak some, like, parts of it, it could have been probably a little bit more stronger, but, like, I still think it's a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess, like, mentally in my mind, with, like, the way they set up the lesson, keep moving forward, like, etc. It reminded me a lot of Ratatouille, actually. Um, <laughs> Ratatouille. Yeah, Ratatouille's, like, would I say it's my favorite Pixar film? I don't know, actually, because I just like Brad Bird stuff in general. Mm-hmm. So Ratatouille's just a really good movie. Um, but because both have, like, that theme 
especially for like um creatives or like any or like anyone who's like super passionate about something which is everyone it has like that um like those messages of like keep following your dreams no matter what happens yeah like don't give up type things like i think meet the robinsons i mean both are very explicit in that message right yeah like they both kind of like hammer in that point but i think with meet the robinsons the fact that they keep saying the slogan Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like keep moving forward keep moving forward like at one point i was just like i can't wait for the moment where louis just tells everyone to shut up he's gonna lose it <laughs> and it never happened i was like that would be funny if he just like set, told everyone to shut up <laughs> and just he just left yeah i think he did that and sort of kind of in one of the scenes where he tries he did to, it to fix- wilbur yeah to wilbur <laughs> wilbur's annoying i love wilbur Oh I God. love Wilbur, but he's also very annoying, he's... which I think is the perfect depiction yes. of a 13-year-old. Exactly. Let's talk about Wilbur, man. So, yes. he kidnaps his father. He kidnaps? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the kid version of his father who's jaded because he's like, hey, dad, you can fix this time machine, right? And then his dad's like, I don't know what a time machine is. What's that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole, that's the whole conflict. Wilbur's the reason why all this mess happened because he left the the stupid garage door open. Just because he did not listen to his mother. (laughs) It's like, God, I got it, Mom. He just, like, slightly closes the door. (laughs) And then it's slightly open. All because it was raining. All because of that. Great job, Wilbur. Like, he's literally the embodiment of most 13-year-olds. Yeah. He's annoying, he's charming, he's, uh, what you say, no, not cool. Okay, he tries to be cool. We don't know how cool he is in-universe, that's the thing. Because he's in the future? Yeah, we just also don't see him interact (laughs) with anyone besides his family. And, like, all of his family members are older than him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought about that. And then he's talking to Lewis, who's his dad, so, like... That, that was a weird thing when I thought about it at one point, because, like, huh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe, maybe because Wilbur doesn't surround himself by kids around his age, he just wants a friend that's around his age, but he finds his dad. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, he, he goes back he, in time. He literally <laughs> says, yeah. at the end of the movie, he's like, I can't believe my, be- my best friend's my dad. I'm like, you barely know this man. <laughs> Oh, no. Wilbur's homeschooled, and even when he tries to interact with kids, they hate him. That's my theory. All my homies hate Wilbur. (laughs) We hate Wilbur because he's rich. (laughs) He's rich and he ruined the future for two seconds. Yeah, come on now, Wilbur. It's not not even Goob's fault. It's literally Wilbur for not locking the garage door. (laughs) Yeah, we still love Wilbur, though. Yes, we do. Yeah. Just, I feel like we're <laughs> trashing the film, but they were like, no, we really like the no, film. No, like, just, Wilbur's a fun character. He's he's just 13. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it fits his character, is what we're trying to kind of, like, say. Yeah. Like, the bit where he's like, I'm a cop. Yeah. That's a that's a tanning coupon. Oh, man, my cover's blown. Darn. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also want to mention the family recap scene that always gets me um so like yeah i i thought it was really fun um to be honest when they when lewis like kind of explores the whole robinson family without like 
Wilbur knowing until they meet again. And so, and so, like, when they meet back in the garage, Wilbur's like, okay, so what do you know? And then Lewis just goes on this whole, like, um, spiel about his whole ass family. And, um, I, I just thought it was really funny and really, really cool, yeah. I guess. Like, it's very, it's very charming. Um, and then by the end, when they explain, um, Wilbur's dad, Lewis, like, asks him what his dad looks like. And Wilbur has to think of someone who looks the least Tom like him. Selleck. And then he chooses Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck is one <laughs> of those people, I have never seen him in anything, but I know exactly who he is. Me neither. <laughs> Seriously, though. And it, what makes it ironic is that the voice of his older self is Tom Selleck. Oh, oh wait, that's what I meant to ask. Because I didn't, I forgot to look it up. Yeah. Not the Tom Selleck thing. So, um, I always forget Lewis. So, Lewis. Lewis, is he, like, when I was watching, I was like, yo, he kind of sounds like Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender. And I was like, I don't know if it's because I'm stupid. Yo. I'm going to look it up right I now. I don't so. think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. but about the family tree scene, um, that scene reminds me, act like, the way, like, it's spoken and, like, they go back and forth. It kind of reminded me of a Wes yeah. Anderson type scene. And then the same thing with, Ooh. like, um, when the grandpa and Lewis are, like, trying to find his dentures. Like, yeah. those two scenes, for some reason, I was like, this feels very Wes Anderson in a sense. Like, just with, like, mm -hmm. the fat, like, not, like, super fast-paced dialogue, but, like, also it's just, like, the yeah. delivery of some of the lines. I was like, ooh, maybe it's because I only watched, like, three Wes, no, I watched four Wes Anderson films. I, I, like, I was like, oh, this kind of gives off, like, a Wes Anderson vibe. Also, like, with the family tree speech, Jesus Christ, <laughs> family tree scene, especially. Mm -hmm. Just like, okay, so that's your on that's like the kids, puppet, cranky, blah, blah. I don't remember the dialogue. Yeah. Girl. Is she cranky? Yes. <laughs> like, I just love, yeah. I like a lot of the, um, think the thing that, like, I feel, like, really drives meet the robinsons though it's like the visuals of everything because oh, yeah. it's like that um i call it retro futuristic i know it probably has a proper name but so uh retro futuristic <laughs> yeah i mean i was trying to look for a word for it too because it's like most of the environments in today land are like so inspired by like the jetsons and it's very bubbly in a literal sense yeah. too I think that's what I also just really like about the design of the future world. Um, like, it's unlike a lot of, like, past... I'm gonna say Metropolis. I know that's a movie, but, like, it's kind of, like, a similar thing to me visually, but I know it's not exactly the same thing compared to, like, usual futuristic Metropolis retro-esque things. Like, nothing's, like, super sharp. Everything's very rounded and, like, feels squishy. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, squishy. that's interesting. Yeah, it makes it super, super cute and very friendly. Um, and it, like, just something about, like, circles and... I mean, I can go on about how a circle is a symbol of optimism and life, but, like, I don't have that much of a big brain and Ooh, that'll be a waste of time. You're talking so. about shape language. <laughs> yes, I am. I love shape language talk even though I never shape use it in my own work, really, but I probably do. Uh, like, shape like 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should. So shape language. Usually people talk about it in terms of character design, but character design. My enunciation has been really bad these past few episodes. I'm really sorry about that. It's okay. Same. I can't speak English, so go yeah, ahead. <laughs> like, so basically, it's about how you associate shapes with certain feelings or like attributes. Yeah. So for example, circle is usually friendly, happy, and stuff. Triangles, depending on how you, so triangles usually stand for en- being energetic, but also depends on like how, shape language is also very dependent on like how you combine shapes and also how you like incorporate them. So like if you have like a triangle and the point is facing down, right? It gives off more of a strong, like quote unquote strong character, like energetic versus if you have the yeah. like the point facing up. So like the opposite way, it could probably give more of like a laid back sense. Square means like depend like being very like sturdy and dependent. So like that's why it- which is why, like, if you see, like, huh. characters who are the quote-unquote strong one, they might be comprised of either, like, usually they're comprised of squares or triangles. Okay, I'm back to being dumb again. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your mind. <laughs> my favorite thing about Meet the Robinsons. Well, actually, no. I, I forgot to bring some old goob, but have you noticed that goob is a brony? Because I thought that was cool. Yes. They're among the curve. Oh. <laughs> he, he's very subtle. And I love Goob about that. Stan Goob. Yeah. And then the older Goob, like, um, when when he meets Doris, they go to this, like, unicorn-esque uh, restaurant or whatever. They go to Weenie Cut Juniors. Let's just say what it is. Basically. It's Cut Juniors. <laughs> Except it's more blue this time. And it's pony-centric. Yeah. So, Kate, as a brony yourself, how did you... Oh, God. Did you feel like Goob was good representation? Yes, I feel like Goob represents someone who has this fascination for ponies, but also doesn't really like, you know, like be out and about about it, you know? He's like, yeah, you know, I like this, so what? Like, he has merchandise, but he doesn't like show it off like, oh, I'm so cool because I like something that isn't so masculine and it's just like you know goob is more like you know what why don't we just normalize this you know so i so you're just saying yes yes (laughs) my answer is yes i win um (laughs) yeah um i also just found uh goob's i guess personality really interesting because i also thought he was really funny that's it like like in a good way there's this moment in the end of the almost by the end where he explains why he's like doing this to lewis he's like um after after you invented that no one seemed to like me and then there's a scene flashback where like people are asking him hey goop you want to come over after school like, <laughs> and, no and, and then he just keeps walking and then after that he's like and no one liked me like Goop is such a compelling because I think also Goop falls into that um the that villain archetype where like it's yes. so sad that I can't help but root for him. Right? right? Like there's really like a chart too. This is more in terms of design, but it's also like personality, which I think is really funny. Like, have you seen the chart yeah. where it's like all like 
it's villains like Dr. Doofenshmirtz, um, Eggman oh God, from yes. the Sonic movie, um, who else? Robbie <laughs> Rotten was in one version, Waluigi was in the- there's, like, different versions of it. Yeah! And, um, and it's, like- I saw- I saw a few yeah. on Tumblr. Yeah, it's like a bunch of, like, diagrams. <laughs> like- Yeah! And- <laughs> Goob's there. Goob is, like- I forget where they put him, but I know he's probably- he's, like, in yeah, he's Doofenshmirtz like- and someone else. Right. He's, like, in some intersection. And then I saw this other post that was, like, um, uh, Scoob Dick Dastardly is oh, literally yeah. just... Oh, it's just buff Goob. <laughs> Scoob Dick Dastardly <laughs> it's just... is, like, the most... Goob on steroids. Goob on steroids, but also, if you take away everything that's super likable about Goob, like... Like, Goob's not even yeah. the villain. He's really not. It's that stupid hat that traumatized me. Now... <laughs> I keep bringing up traumatizing, so here's the thing. I don't... As a kid, when I watch Meet the Robinsons, even in theaters with my family, because my whole family decided to, like, hang out together for once. We, like, went to the theater. We're all happy. I was like, ooh, bubbles. Ooh, future. Ooh, pineapple hair. And then, next (laughs) thing I know, all that shipped away from me because some hat showed up. And is mind controlling everyone. <laughs> I have a really weird thing about mind controlling and media. I don't know why. Or like just like not having control over yourself in media. But yeah, you know, um Meet the Robinsons, it's all their fault, the reason why I'm like this. So uh rewatching it was mind fun. Control. Yeah, I think out of all the <laughs> oh, like God. weird mind control stuff. This was pretty because t- it lasted two seconds. Two whole seconds. For a hot minute. <laughs> Even though as a kid, oh, it went on forever. Yeah, that's what I thought too when I was younger. I don't Is know it because our attention spans got worse, like better? Or, or, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Although I did think that the shot where it was like the big hat, like big robot hat with like the little spindly legs. Yeah. Like when it shows like the whole family inside like the light. I thought that was a really cool shot, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. It does. It like, is. That looks nice. It's very, it's very spooky. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> this is interesting. I love looking. I at love cinematography. <laughs> My favorite spice yeah. of cinema. Cinema. <laughs> In terms of family, like, do you have any thoughts about them? Um. So. If I had to rank the family... Oh, wait, I have something to say about the family, right? So, like, yes. the grandpa and the grandma, why didn't they say anything when Lewis showed up? Wouldn't you recognize because your own... Because they know not to say but, like, anything. You... Okay, yeah, but, like, I would... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I want from this movie. I like this movie. I just don't know, like... <laughs> I'm like, there could be improvements, but I don't know where yeah. I would do that. Because, like, you can't make it into a yeah. TV show, because, like, that just wouldn't make sense to me I mentally. Mean, I mean, like, okay, here's my point. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so I feel like it does have inaccuracies, but I don't know where. But maybe towards, like, time travel, because time travel is so weird for me. I don't know why. Like, time travel to me is, like, equivalent to, like, you and mind control. Like, I don't understand it sometimes. And sometimes it just works. I don't know. Um, the inaccuracies of time travel is kind of flawed, but, like, it's a 2007 movie. Yeah. But I still like it. Um, but the I guess in terms of, like, storytelling, it kind of just, like... And the comedy, too. And the lesson they're trying to provoke. 
sort of make up for it for the most part. I don't know. I could kind of see this as a TV show. Not gonna lie. I feel um, like if they did a TV show, though, like, you can't have baby Lewis. You can't kid Lewis in it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. I was, like, thinking, like, it would be in the future, sort of. Or maybe a mix of both, where it's, like, I, I don't know. That would be so Wait, That would be so complicated. If it was both, but, so, like, like, each, so, like, um, okay, okay. Wait, wait. I have to put my words together. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that episode will probably start off with, like, Lewis, like, in the past, right? And he's, like, having a problem that cuts to, like, the future. And, like, Wilbur has a problem. And he's like, Dad, I have a problem. And then, like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, his new name's, like, Cornelius or something. Like, that's something stupid. Yeah, also really fun to say. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's Cornelius. So, like, he's like, Dad, I have a problem. And then, you know, Lewis is like, well, son, I did that. <laughs> or something stupid. I did that a long time ago. They would have to, like, <laughs> I impl- you. like implement some kind of, like, thing to, imp- like, either, like, a flashback that's similar to a problem at hand in the future, in most episodes in the future, then, like, shows the resolve of the thing in the past. Like, at the end of the episode. Oh, that would be interesting. Or they do what Big Hero 6 does and does, like, the little logs with, like, a robot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only way I can see that That'd working. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I thought of it in two ways. One is just Lewis growing up, falling in love with Franny or whatever, because, like, I love Franny so much. That's that's Wilbur's mom, Franny by the way. the um, best character. No, the I second best character. I would do anything for her. And kind of just, like, how the kids will interact in the past. So, like, you have, like, Franny's family, and then you have Lewis's family, and then sometimes Goob, because they're all friends. And then some of the kids from the school as well, because they're pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want a slice of life or, anime from Meet the Robinsons. Mayhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Or, and or, um... We go to the future again, and they're just doing family shenanigans. I don't, I don't know. But like, Slice of life. In the future. <laughs> Slice of life in the future. Yes! That's it! That's all. I would, um, I would actually want to meet the Robinsons. Like, what's everyone's deal? Why is there a puppet? Why is she cranky? Right, exactly. There's so many little things that, like, not a lot of people pick up on if they don't watch the movie a million times like I do. And then, like, try to incorporate, like, different little, like, facts or, like, headcanons about these characters. And, like, you know, you just want to get to know them more because, I don't know, family is just such a huge, like, part of, like, my life, I guess. Because, like, I grew up in a huge family. And, like, you know, family doesn't have to be biological. It could also just be a chosen family, too. And it's, like, you know, there's so many things unique about a family and there's so many things unique within a family in terms of, like, you know, people and relating to one another. And, yeah, I just think it's interesting how, like, there's so many family dynamics within the Robinson family that just make you want to be like, oh, I want to get to know these people more. Like, why are they like this? And, like, what happened? And, like, how does this interact with the things that are happening in the future, I guess? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the podcast, which I'm very surprised about, because I usually remember random stuff like this. 
But um, Meet the Robinsons. Mm-hmm. So it was based off a picture book called A Day with Wilbur oh, Robinson. Yeah. I read it as a child. Yes. It's really cute. And I really like the illustrations. So I guess in terms of adaptation from the book, because it's a children's picture book. I need to specify that. It's a children's picture book, which I feel yes. like are the hardest things to adapt into movies because you don't, mm. like, you have material, but you don't have, like, a yeah. lot. So I thought it was really smart of them to, like, have, like, an additional thing. Like, there's a bowler hat man. And then also, guess what? Mm-hmm. Guess what, everyone? Lewis is my dad. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I think oh out God. of, like, children's picture book movies, Meet the Robinsons is honestly the most faithful out of all the ones I've seen, at least. Because, mm-hmm. like, okay, Shrek, Shrek, <laughs> Shrek's its own, like, thing. Kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you also have Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, of course, which... Also, like, that went kind of left because things like they're like yeah. science, that's why this happened. Science, look, Flint, look at look at Flint, look at that guy, look at him, look at this guy, look at this dude, <laughs> can't take off his shoes, stupid, <laughs> dummy, <laughs> children's books. <laughs> like, feel yeah. like I feel like I... Meet the Robinsons. It's very faithful while also, like, doing, like, a good way of, like, padding, like, not padding out for time, because that sounds negative, but, like, filling the time it needs to. I think that making Lewis mm-hmm. the main character instead of Wilbur was a really smart idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I like Wilbur. Even though I make fun of him, I think he's stupid. <laughs> we bully Wilbur. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if Wilbur was, like, the main main character... I, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I mean, if they did, it's probably like he'll get in a fight with his dad, and like yeah. he'll probably. Be... I'm sorry, that that's dark. Um. Oh, oh, teenage angst. It's like teenage angst, and then like he probably wants to like sabotage his dad's future, forgetting that like he won't exist. Like you know. Uh oh. It sounds like. See, that's what I want to see. Oh, I, I want to see it. I want. I want Meet the Robinsons. Give us Meet the Robinsons TV show where it's like Wilbur trying to like grow up. Because like, I love shows like that. I don't know. Like, I love shows like when you see someone like over a span of like their lifetime and you're like, oh, that's sweet. Or like, oh, you're stupid. (laughs) Wilbur. (laughs) Wilbur Robinson. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, there's this really good artist uh, it's two artists. Two good artists. <laughs> yeah, you had to point that out, and I was like, wait a minute, they're twins? Yeah. So it's um, Elio Lee art? I hope I'm not butchering this. Yeah, so it's because... E-L-I-O-L-I. Yeah. Gonna, I know one of their names is Olivia, which explains that. Elena and Olivia. Yeah, yeah, they make Meet the Robinsons art, and every time Kate sees a Meet the Robinsons like, <gasps> art from them, first thing she does is either sends it to everyone. No, she, yeah, she sends it to everyone. Then she's like, yep. oh my gosh, I love Meet the Robinsons. I love their art. Look at this. Look at Franny. Look at They're this. They're doing karaoke. Love them. Yes. This is why. This is why we need more Meet the Robinsons. So that it doesn't live forever in my mind. And I don't have questions. There's so many. About everything. <laughs> We're just like, you're just like <laughs> sitting so there. There's so many. 
I want, wait, actually, no. Here's another thing Wonder Rat me throw off. There's a lot of questions that come up, right? This is the robot, yeah. right? So you know how, like, when near the end of the movie, they're, like, sending Lewis back to, like, the past, and the robot's like, hey, make me buff? Mm-hmm. Is the robot buff? Now, like, how much does the future change? Right. Knowing that Lewis knows about the exactly. future. Or the future that he might I mean, have. I guess, like, like, it implies that, like, older Lewis, or I guess Cornelius, whatever. Cornelius. Um, <laughs> like, I guess it's, like, implied <laughs> that he went through the same thing that Lewis did, so, like, that's why the future is like that. But I'm just, like, I feel like this will create, like, a time paradox, in a sense, because, like, you're talking to your younger yeah. self, but you're talking to your future self. And, like, already it's confusing because right. you don't know if you're supposed to use I or we, in, like, in the case of talking to yourself. Yeah. And then, like, what, now your son met you? Like, I guess that makes sense, but at the same time... Then you also meet your future wife who was about to adopt you because she didn't know that that was her husband when he was younger. And then, like, now you know, like, at the time for this girl with frogs is going to be your future wife. So, like... So, like, are you doing this because you want that future? Or are you doing this because, like, you want to, you know? Like, remember that Rick and Morty episode where, like, um, Morty was like, the crystal tells me where I need to go. Yeah. Oh like, my god. The crystal guy. Yeah, I remember that episode. Is it like that? Yes. Or is it just like general stuff that will affect the future? So like, I don't know. Like. I don't know. Meet the Robinson brings up a lot Disney... of questions about mortality. In a sense. It does. Also, here's the other thing I was wondering. How many people has Lewis killed? Because in, throughout like the first half of the movie, Yo. they kept mentioning like, hey, make sure you don't kill anyone. I'm like, wait. Or like the way they phrase it, it's like, implying that he already killed someone wait wilbur or um, lewis? lewis sorry no you're like, good at the wait. science fair the teacher was like um oh i forget how he phrased it. we phrased in a sense where it implied that lewis already killed someone oh my god <laughs> because of his invention yeah because like in the first like in the first okay we had his first interview that we saw as like an audience he um had yeah. a peanut butter and jelly like gun thing and then it like swore onto a guy, and the guy had peanut allergies. And yeah. then like when he's up on the roof, like um, the lady who runs the or Mildred. Yeah, no, I love her. I wonder what happens to her. I, I love her to live with the Robinsons. Yes, like literally Please, for begging Mildred and Goob in the Robinson house. Yeah, cutest exactly. thing ever. Also, I like the fact that um since the Robinson family is so big, I like the fact that um, it implies that Lewis just wanted every, like his family to be around him all the time. I thought that was really cute. Like, when she goes up to, like, comfort Lewis, like, oh, like, it's fine that, like, this family didn't want to adopt you, right? Like, she says, like, oh, yeah. What did she say about, like, the guy? She said something that also implies that he died. <laughs> she's, she's like, she's like, poor Mr. whatever his name is. Like, and then Lewis is like, him? I killed him? <laughs> Just, oh like, my how god! Many, like by the time the science fair thing happens, and like the science teacher's like, "Oh yeah, like, like don't kill anyone again." Like he said something weird like that, and I'm like, "How many people has he killed then? Why is this tiny child was... <laughs> just like roaming around?" Why? It's heavily implied that he killed someone, at least one person. I hope he didn't, Lewis, baby, please. I'm like, cause this also... is a mess. <laughs> if that happens in the future, that will even create more angst. So, you know, Disney, give it to me. Wait, Wilbur then, goes into the past right. to kill someone. Stop! And, no. and then he really messes up the future. He's like, oh man, not again. 
he he kills everybody. <laughs> he he no wait, there's like this scene where Carl, which is the robot, and he like tries to determine the probability of him not existing, um, including Wilbur and everybody else, and he was like, Well, there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance of everyone not existing. And, and then, then Wilbur just like, didn't exist oh. for like a good hot second. For, for and then he comes back and he's like, yo, you fixed it. I'm like, wait, you remember who that is? <laughs> right? And like, now. Everything's back to the normal. Next factor, like, now I have more questions. So, like, when. Yeah. So, like, when Wilbur doesn't exist, does that mean he's in, like, limbo or something? Or, like, what's happening there? Are there alternate realities? Don't know. And meet the Robinsons. Um. The like, if we killed a frog, would that affect Franny? <laughs> Why are the frogs Oh my god, I love Franny. Huh? Because they wanted to continue the trope of frogs in suits. Yeah, like, I still think about, like, what my friend Kiana, I keep mentioning her, you'll meet her soon. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Her dad once was like, what's up with America and singing frogs? Like, not in frogs and suits, he he just said singing Singing frogs. frogs. I sat there. (laughs) You're right! Because it doesn't... Because you got Kermit. You got the frog from Overgarden Wall. You got the frog from Meet the Robinsons. I guess you got Frog and Toad. I love Frog and Toad. I love Aww, I love that me series. Too. It's yeah. cute. And then you have the frogs from Kipo. They haven't sung yet, but you know they're gonna sing. I I don't know. Watch how they're gonna <laughs> sing. Third season. Let's, let's go, go, baby. Better get a singing frog, Rad. Better get a singing frog. Jamak better better sing. Better be singing. <laughs> he better. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Frogs. <laughs> frogs are nice. They're cool. Yeah. Um, watch Amphibia. I do like a good frog. <laughs> oh, yeah, Amphibia. Don't they sing sometimes? Yeah, I, I guess they do. Maybe there's a theme song, but that's it. They dance, they do mm. crazy facial expressions, and I love it. Oh, I also don't like how fast um, Doris was just, like, gotten rid of. Because Luke's just like, I'm I, never going I to invent, invent you. you. I won't invent you. And then she's just gone. See ya. Like, I think that's the one part, like, I hate about True. it. Like, I feel like there were no stakes. You could have just said, oh, I'm not going to invent this. You could have just said this this whole then time. Then everything would have been fine. Right. Yeah. Um, it did feel a little rushed. And I was like, oh. Well, that was anticlimactic. Uh, I can't say words, yeah. but yeah. Um, I think in terms of the lesson, I wasn't really necessarily bothered by the keep moving forward thing. Um, but yeah, I knew Lewis w- where uh, Lewis was coming from. You know, it would it would have yeah. been funny. No. <laughs> yeah, like I thought it. I thought it was a fine message, yeah. and I knew like they're doing being very tongue in cheek with how many times they're mentioning yeah. it, because like. It even got to the point where, like, they kept, like, the robots are doing, like, fireworks and yeah. stuff. I feel like... About it. I was, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they were also using it for, like, exaggeration to make it comedic, which kind of works. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really fun lesson, especially... Lesson. <laughs> lesson. <laughs> Fred? Is that you? <laughs> um... Oh my god, these past two I know, um, yeah. Um, but in terms of the lesson, 
of the movie. I I resonated it with a lot, a lot of it because I don't know. I just think it's good to like tell people, hey, failure is good most of the time. You know, like no matter Fa- failure is an option. Failure is an option. Yeah, because we see failure so much as like a bad thing, where in like reality, in a lot of terms of like you know, working hard, failure is such a huge component in being successful, I guess, in anything. Like, it's kind of like, I'm going to use this in terms of drawing, because that's like the only thing yeah. I kind of know how to do. So, like, it's kind of like when you look at your old work, and you're like, oh, this is ugly. That means you've improved and like you've applied yourself a lot throughout the years to like really like, make something that you might like now. And even then, like, ten years later, you might hate the thing that you really like now, you know? Yeah. It's all about working hard. Exactly. You know, the, the hustle, hustle. The <laughs> grind. <laughs> exactly. I definitely relate to that in terms of, like, my own work and writing um, and stuff like that. In my films, I don't know. But you're a really good artist, and I think, like, Oh, thank you. You're a good filmmaker. Thank you. I try. (laughs) And, um, yeah, we just gotta, in the face of failure, we just gotta keep moving forward and not look so bad into the past and kind of just, you know, if you're looking in the past, be like, oh, well, you know, I've came all this way and I've improved. (laughs) I guess I want to go back to Goob because I love him so much. Um... (laughs) Yeah, this is a good podcast. podcast. I don't care about the Robinsons <laughs> anymore. It's just goo. Yes. Just goob. Um, yeah, because in terms of, like, the future goob or the bowler hat guy, he looked so much into the past to the point where he couldn't even think straight. This kid, this dude did not know how to read and write. Oh, yeah, that was, like, a big... Yeah. That made me so sad, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Which, like, kind of gives you that sympathy for him because, like, you know... Although he isn't thinking things through, it's just because of the fact that he was, like, you know, so into the past where he can't just, like, process things, right? And I'm just like, Goob, baby, please. Yeah, and even then it's, like, he's so focused on the past that he trusts, like, this invention mm-hmm. that, like, isn't concerned about his well-being. Yeah. Like, throughout the movie, they really kind of hammer in the point that, like, no, Goob is, like, Oh, really? It's actually like a good person, yeah. you know? Because like when it's first shown the results of like what he did in order to get revenge, he's like, "I didn't want this," you know. Then a bunch of hats start attacking him and start to kill him. I don't know why we're hats today. If I watch this movie, but sure. Yeah, exactly. Don't wear technology yeah. hats. Is this a Black Mirror episode? Yeah. Is Meet the Robinsons just a Black Mirror episode? Meet the Robinsons is like crazier Spongebob movie. That's where I'm getting out of oh this. The, Spon- the Spongebob movie also had mind control in it, yeah. and that kind of messed with me. All the kids hail too. Plankton. All hail Plankton. Also because Mrs. Puffs too, I was like, that looks very claustrophobic, yeah. and like, I don't know how I feel about that. Anyways. That's it, I think. Wow. I think I just, I want more Meet the Robinsons, I guess. You know, just enough so we know the answers to a lot of things. Like, why is Franny's brother 
a pizza delivery guy in space. Yo, I was wondering that too. <laughs> like, so is he the only pizza delivery guy? Because he has a ship. Yeah. Or are there more? Like, what's the point of the bubbles? Like, transporting you? When you like, have a ship, like. I have so, so many, many questions. questions. Why does Lewis only have two time machines? Right. Like, if you're gonna. Why two? Oh, those are like. Though that's actually pretty answered or self-explanatory. I think that that's just like the two time machines that he's successfully made. Cornelius, by the way. Yeah. I don't care. He's Lewis. He looks like a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> the fruit hat. <laughs> um, yeah, like I guess like my more so my question is more so like did he purposely make two because he knows that like in the future like Goob is gonna try to like steal them one day so then he can get character development is that why he did that probably maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's happening i feel like he did also he can get some character development and he could be rich give us the yeah. answers disney please just give us just give us a cute little tv yeah. show i'm waiting for so many like i want a meet the robinsons tv show i want my princess and the frog tv show because i'm still waiting We're for waiting. that one where she isn't a frog exactly and then i want my ratatouille shorts that's literally all i want give us what we want literally. disney let us in let us in let me in please <laughs> yeah i realize that this podcast might reflect badly on when i'm actually looking for work sometimes yeah, same. probably hopefully not hopefully uh, we'll, we'll go we'll just delete everything <laughs> we gotta <laughs> destroy the evidence <laughs> I never, I've never been hostile to the mouse. Ever. ever. Swear. Swearsies. Ever. <laughs> I love the mouse. The mouse is my overlord. Yes. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I love you so much that I wanted. All hail Mickey. <laughs> All hail Mickey. <laughs> uh huh. Anyways, thank you for listening to 1224 Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Shay. And, uh, we love Mickey Mouse. We do. We love him very much, um, and we uh, do appreciate if he listens to our suggestions. Yes, all hail Mickey. Mickey Mouse. Stream Meet the Robinsons on Disney+. Plus. It's a good movie. Why don't you watch it? Yeah, please comment down below. If you were in the future, would you <laughs> want to meet, I don't know, your future self, your future- Would you want your future kid to kidnap you in order to fix a time machine? Let us know! Yeah, I'm actually very curious. Exactly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Let us know. I would that kid. <laughs> Let us know in the comments about your thoughts on Meet the Robinsons as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Keep moving forward. All hail Mickey. See you all later. Hail Mickey. Bye! Bye.